Hey, Nacho. Hey, Sophie D. Ooh. Welcome to Late to the Party. Where we talk about movies and TV shows we missed out on when they were super popular. I guess you could say that we're late late to the party. Can I tell you something? Sure. There has been a change, a seismic change in my life recently. Wow. Tell me all about it. I have been old man jogging. Old man jogging? Yes. Aww. Which is not necessarily, like, so I only say that because when you picture an old man jogging, like, what do you see? The bouncing? The bouncing, like, not actually jogging, but not quite walking, but like, like jump walking at a walking pace. Yeah. Yes. But like swinging your arms like you're jogging. <laughs> so basically, my dad's like, I need to like get more fit. I need to get in shape. Not me, but like him. So, and I'm like, all right, let's do that. So then I went home one day this week and I was like, dad, you ready to walk? Like calling his bluff to make sure he was like really serious about it. Yeah. And then he's like, yeah, I'm changed already. And I was like, oh man, he's changed. <laughs> <laughs> so then I had to call my own bluff. <laughs> Damn, you're the fool now. <laughs> yeah. So then we went out and, and I went out three times this week. Yeah, because since the gym's closed, he probably hasn't been no. doing anything. Because he always hit the treadmill for like 45 minutes. He did. And he would sweat so much. I don't know how it happens. He, we just have the sweat jeans <laughs> in the family. Incline. Yeah. <laughs> that 2% incline, baby. <laughs> It'll really do it to you. But we went out three times this week. And we did about a mile and a half each day. Wow. And I'm very impressed with myself. I'm so proud. I just needed to share that with you. That's so good. You are invited any day you want to, as long as it's not like extra windy or snowing or raining. Oh, like today, how it's super, super windy and cold. Yeah, that'll cut right through your clothes. Oh. Not for us. (laughs) Awful. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely need to get out and move around a little bit more. And I've just been super into stretching lately. Oh, stretching is my favorite. Yeah. I love stretching like the the um under your knees, that whatever that area is, like the the hammies into like the um the calf. Mm-hmm. Like you know when you lie down and you kind of like split and then you put your head to your knees? Yes. It's my favorite stretch ever. I love that one. Oh, it's so good. I like the butterfly one. That's nice too. I also <laughs> like a good back stretch. Yes. That is very satisfying for need, me. Need some of those. Yeah. <laughs> just want to crack my whole body. I would love to. I need to go see a chiropractor yeah. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> just get the juices flowing, you know? Just bend me back into the crunchy, yeah. <laughs> please. <laughs> and just like, you you know, like how everybody knows the endorphins come from exercising and then you do it and then you're like, oh my God, these are endorphins. But getting the energy just to want to get up and exercise. It's though. so much. Oh, it's the worst. It's taken me since last March, since shutdown happened to want to do it this year. So it's almost a full year. I miss the gym. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I we miss, had such a good time. I miss that kind of stability in my yeah. life. <laughs> Speaking of perfect specimens. Yes. What a transition into another Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. <laughs> to talking about twins. We really spoke this one into existence. We did. Like last week we were like, what about Danny DeVito? And we're like, twins? Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's because we are adults who can make adult decisions. Yeah. And you know what I was also thinking is that the week before with Pan's Labyrinth, I was like, you know, Guillermo is just Tim Burton on steroids. And then we watched a Tim Burton movie without even like thinking about it. Yeah. And now we're watching the twins movie. Look at us go. It's This is just live planning. Damn, what's next week? Ooh, <laughs> it's got to shake it up, you know? Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> but what did you know about twins? That Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito are in it and they're supposed to be twins? Me, the same. Yeah. I knew, I've seen the poster before. I hadn't ever like looked into it. 
like yeah. any synopsis i've never been like oh that's a movie i need to watch yeah i feel like from the thumbnail like the movie poster you can infer yeah that those two are supposed to be the twins yeah and then you can also just tell it's going to be like silly after that right yeah definitely i mean which with, is like what we're down for always with these two what an odd couple but also what a perfect couple <laughs> yeah I'm so glad they found each other. I wonder what set was like. I actually was thinking in the middle of the movie, I was like, I want to just like meet them today and ask them what it was like on set. Yeah. Like, how, like, how did they work together? Did they like it? Did they have fun? You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, how did that happen? Do they become total best buds after it? I hope so. Because their chemistry was wow. Just peak. <laughs> uh, anyway, can I give you Annette's original synopsis? Yes. So it's about perfect specimen Julius, played by Arnold Schwarzenegger, discovers that he has a twin named Vince, played by Danny DeVito. So he goes to find him and then pushes Vince to find their long lost mother. And there's also a $5 million delivery B-plot. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Do you think whoever came up with this movie just wanted to use those two actors specifically? I bet. Because I feel like this is written for those two. I think so. <laughs> I could see that. <laughs> and especially like if he was, this was post Terminator, I imagine, right? Maybe. I think so. I didn't look it up, but I imagine like post term, like he's at the peak of everything. I don't know what Danny DeVito was at at the time. Yeah, me neither. But I mean, no, not Matilda. That was 90s, right? I think so. So I don't know what Danny DeVito was doing, but definitely Arnold was written for this piece. One hundred percent. Yeah. So we open on a genetic research department and get a voiceover of an old man saying he decided to tell Julius the truth about himself, and we're like, "What?" Bum bum bum. Yeah. Julius is part of a science experiment to create the perfect human specimen. So he had six fathers, specially chosen, and there's one woman. Each father was like the peak of like some like physical fitness, um, mental health uh smart and the other th- whatever the other six yeah, things are they were like here are these dudes yeah they're great dudes that we're just gonna put together and and just genetically it happened yeah i don't from- know how that would work gene wise sperm and egg wise yeah but they did it <laughs> <laughs> it's such a gamble yeah what a weird weird science experiment <laughs> yeah. yeah who chose to do that who's yeah. like you know what i want to find six men <laughs> And just put them together. Yeah. This doctor was like so passionate about sperm. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Marianne was the selected mother. And when they're showing her meeting the guys, they're like a little bit weird. They're like a little creepy about Ooh, it. Yeah, they are. <laughs> it's the 80s. What are you going to do? <laughs> I know. What do we expect at this point? That I'm just, I'm always so glad. You know, anybody asks like, if you could time travel, where would you go? And I would be like, the present. Yeah. It's, I would never want to go into the past. I know. Like aesthetics are cool and all, but like to f- truly be there. No, not for me. <laughs> but if you, so let's say time travel was real. Like if you travel to the past, wouldn't you just like insta kill everyone with all like the bacteria and viruses oh, you bring with you? <laughs> you'd cough and then everybody would just collapse. Yeah. And then you'd like, be like, oh geez. You're like, oh shit, I'm the black plague. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine I caused this. Oops. <laughs> Let me just go back. Yeah. And then you go back home and then nobody exists because you killed everybody. Whoop. Wow. Imagine you, you're that guy. Yeah. That's so embarrassing <laughs> for you. Just me, just, <laughs> this just made Doctor Who so dark now. Yep. <laughs> That's why they have rules. Yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah. So we end up learning that Marianne gave birth to him, but also died while giving birth. And I was yes. like, th- I thought this was a comedy. Right. But also just before she died, she gave birth to a second baby. Surprise. Hence the twins. 
Yeah. And then we see these two newborns next to each other. One of them is massive, Arnold. One yeah. of them is tiny, Danny. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Julius and Vince. Yeah, but when they, they pause the frame and then they put Arnold Schwarzenegger next, his name next to the oh, yeah, huge yeah. baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a big baby. That's a large baby. And then next to it, it, like Danny DeVito on the little baby. I was like, wow, I can't believe they recorded their births just for this movie. They were really prepared. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine. Cut to present day. Yes. And Arnold, who is Julius, again, he finds out that he has a brother because, like, we're, we're cutting from the voiceover to, like, him reading this note. And he's like, oh, my God, I have a brother. He's in L.A. I got to go find him. Yeah. And then the doctor who was giving the voiceover, that's, like, the scientist who was, like, overseeing him, who was mentoring him, raising him, basically. Yeah. He was One like, of them. Yeah. He is like, oh, man, I thought that Julius was so happy here. I thought he never wanted to leave, but here he is leaving. And then we just get this montage of Julius, like, packing his bag, getting in a rowboat, rowing yeah. himself, like, 37 miles. We learn that... 27, excuse me. We learn that Vincent was sent to an orphanage and then that the doctor brought Julius to this amazing private island to live on. Talk about picking a favorite. That's fucked up. Yeah. That is so fucked up. Just discarding a whole person. <laughs> yeah. You're like, this baby isn't this genetic specimen we were looking and for. Not even just any person, like a person you created. Yeah. Like, that's wild to me. That's messed up. So yeah, so Julius spent his life on this private island. And like, I wish I could just fuck off to a private island right now. We could. Uh, I would we just like have to, to find it. Yeah. <laughs> Kim? Kim Kardashian? Yeah. Where was my invite, Kim? <laughs> it's in the mail. Yeah. It's, it's snail mail, you know? It got lost. But anyway, so so Julius also happens to know 12 languages. It doesn't come in handy, but just like to know 12 languages would be so cool. I mean, he lives on a private island and doesn't do shit. You might right. as well just learn what you can. Exactly. <laughs> but he, so <laughs> He has all the time in the world to just do whatever... Why, why would you not be an expert in just random shit? I'm glad he was productive with his time. Yeah. And not just sitting there. You know, like, what would he... If he was just, like, a couch potato, <laughs> be what kind of movie would this be? Unless he made, like, a sandcastle couch. Oh, my God, rad. cute. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but then, so he gets in his little dinghy boat, and he has to go to the nearest island with an airport, which is 27 miles away. So he rows his way 27 miles. Gross. I would never... An, an inflatable boat. An inflatable boat. Yeah. But he, whatever, he makes it. We cut to Vincent, and he is in bed with some lady. So he's the, whatever the man version of a mistress is. What is that? Is that a word? A manstress. A manstress. <laughs> but so uh, whoever the lady is, the husband comes home. So he jumps out the window. So we the, just finding it, like, that's his lifestyle. Like, he's that kind of guy. Yeah. So now he's running to his car, and he's checking out some ladies on the way. And he's shaving at the same yeah. time. Yeah. He's a disaster. Yeah. <laughs> so to, to say the least. He throws the parking ticket away. Yeah. He's like, oh, what? I don't need that. Has Danny DeVito ever had a full head of hair? I don't know. I was going to ask how old he was in this, but I also didn't look it up. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> so then... <laughs> I don't know how old he is now. Neither do I. Oh, whoops. 60s? I think so. That would make sense. Yeah. Anyway, he uh, pulls his car up to the street. There's these two girls walking down towards their, their diner job. And one of them is a horoscope girl, I called her. And the other girl is a, um, I don't care about horoscopes girl. Yeah. So the one girl is like, uh, you need to break up with him, which is the not horoscope girl. So then the horoscope girl goes, uh, I need to read my horoscope first. <laughs> and then she reads it and she's like, see, that's what they're talking about. They mean me. Yeah. And then the other girl is like, Sh shut up. <laughs> then that was just a very long way to establish who they are as people. Yeah. But then Vince comes up and he's like, hey, ladies. Yeah, and we find out the one the one with the horoscope is his girlfriend. Yes. And I'm like, what a slime ball. He was just with another woman. And now he's smooching his girlfriend. Yeah. So Ugh, gross. Gross, Vince. Ugh. 
Then we cut to him begging this woman for money. And she says no. And he tells her, I only have eyes for you. I'm like, you are a liar. What a liar. A liar. Two seconds ago. Your pants are on fire, sir. (laughs) (laughs) He's, what's what's the rest of that? I was going to say he goes to Jupiter, but that's a different rhyme. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But he do be going to Jupiter. (laughs) Because he does get stupid. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But then, so she falls for it. Yeah. And then these, the. She loves this man. It's so sad. (laughs) Then the door gets busted in because these, the Clane brothers. McLean. McLean. I thought they were just Clanes. I thought I heard McLean. Either way, they're yeah. the the uh, the bad guys who he owes money to. They bust in. So Vince dips right away. He goes whoop. Yeah. And he sinks under the table. <laughs> so then the girl's name is Linda, and she goes, "Hey guys, how can I help you?" <laughs> so there's like, "Where is he?" Like, stop wasting my time. And she's like, "What? I don't who?" Meanwhile, we see him like crawling out. Yeah. <laughs> So then the sister who doesn't like him is Marnie. Yes. She, they both work in this diner. So she's cleaning a table. And then she spills all the sugar on his head. And she's like, oh, I don't know where he is. Yeah, he she, would never come in here. She just starts throwing garbage on him. I would. I, same. <laughs> she Honestly, hates this man. She hates him. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, if you were playing my sister like that, I would I would treat you like shit, too. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I would break your knees. <laughs> I, I, mm, I'd just drop that table on him. Yeah. <laughs> I'd just flip it over and be like, oh, this guy? <laughs> Whoop. So, <laughs> yeah, I would have been like, here he is. Yeah. It's right here. Oh, you mean this guy right here? I have his license too. Yeah. <laughs> so then, but um, cut. We cut to a plane. Julius is singing far too loudly on it. His he does first plane ride. First plane ride. Not again. He isn't um socialized, so he doesn't know that he's making too much noise. Yeah, he's singing out loud, like in like the coach section, full volume. Everybody's so mad. <laughs> But then this hot chick comes up and she like takes his headphones off and then flirts with him. And he's like, oh, was she a stewardess? I think so. She, a little she might have been. Oh, OK. I didn't notice I that. Just, I felt like, yeah, I don't know. I, just, I mean, it makes sense that she would be the one to go up to him. The it's her job. Yeah. Like the interaction was a little weird for a stewardess. But yeah. That's why I said it was just some hot girl because it was too flirty to be yeah. <laughs> professional. Like, Ma'am. Yeah. <laughs> but then I was also like, this is his first time like hearing real music and like being out in society. How does he know all the words already? Because he was word for word. He was just had that song on repeat for Prob- however long. Probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. <laughs> but anyway, the plane lands. He's in LA. He's all alone. He's wearing a blazer and some shorts. He looks pretty cute if it was like some little kid. Yeah. He's just got the energy of this <laughs> like, like... I dressed myself Yeah. Well. <laughs> he's got like the energy of like a six-year-old. Yeah. It's funny because when he leaves the airport, he's towering over everyone. Everyone. And I'm like, they definitely just called all the shortest extras over. Absolutely. <laughs> so <laughs> there's a montage of him just walking around LA. He's eating just various things like ice cream, hot dogs, pizza, window shopping, just yeah. everything. And I'm like, how is he supposed to find his brother? Like, does he have any info? I... He's just going to feel it. Like he just knows his name. I guess that's it. I guess. Sure. Like, no other information. What if What if Vince was off the grid and nobody knew him? Yeah, right. <laughs> you know? Imagine. But then he stops by the China Theater and it just so happens that Vince also just walks up to the China Theater, like on the same corner. They both scratch their butt and then walk away. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, amazing. <laughs> Love siblings. Yeah. Vincent goes to a parking lot attendant, says he owns the, he owes the McLean's $20,000. Wow. Bruh. The guy then points Vince to a BMW in the lot and Vince steals it and sells it to some sleazy dude and gets 4000 for it. That's what you get. Oh my God. Thank God we have reviews now. Right. You see, you can like be like, yeah, I don't know what happened. You see like all these one star reviews for this parking lot. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like my car got stolen. I would sue them so fast. Yeah. I'd be like, Where, how did you lose my car? Yeah. That's also why I take pictures of everything. Because <laughs> I'm like, here, my car was here. Yeah. And now it's not. 
Yeah. Where that's where, a good where did idea. it go? <laughs> can't trust anyone. You can't. Especially the parking lot attendant. Especially. Who would know? <laughs> so now it's nighttime and Julius is still walking in the streets. Some dude goes up to him and he's like, Yo, you got a light? And Julius is like, No, I don't smoke. I'm perfect, remember? <laughs> yeah. They start chatting and then another guy swoops in on a motorcycle to steal a suitcase. But Julius, being a strong dummy, holds on, and the guy flips and eats shit. Eats so much shit. Yeah. <laughs> and then Julius goes, oh my god, I'm so sorry. You have a concussion. Like, he knows the signs and everything. So he's like, oh my god, you have a light concussion. I can carry you to the hospital. Yeah. And then the main dude is like, bro, no, you, you just got to leave. You got to go. Yeah, get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> so then Julius is like, you stole from me, but I'm the one who's sorry. Yeah. Because he just doesn't know yet. He's so oblivious. That's what you call, um, what I think you call a himbo, is what the word is going around on TikTok. All the young kids are saying it. I always thought bimbo was uh, gender neutral. I thought so too, but I guess not. You know, it's funny. What? In Italian, there's like multiple ways to say baby. One of the words is bimbo. Oh, no. And I learned that the last time I went to Italy. So we passed this store called Bimbo World. (laughs) (laughs) my kind of story and i was like no fucking way (laughs) (laughs) gotta go in there (laughs) did you only find baby clothes in there there's just it had like a big picture of a baby next to it but i was just like that's so funny that's so they're baby shaming yeah well just because babies don't know anything doesn't mean you have to call them stupid well it's baby world but still (laughs) it's like bimbo world that's amazing can you take me and we can go see it yes okay i would love to and i would make them a free commercial <laughs> just on for that name i should like google earth it and bring you yes <laughs> and with the bernie sticker just put bernie outside the bimbo store oh uh, perfect i'm once again asking you to support the bimbos <sighs> amazing i love it back to the movie yes <laughs> vincent leaves a sock store and is upset about how much they want to offer him for his socks Dude, who sells socks? <laughs> Who even knew that was a market? I mean, he would have thrived on the internet. He, oh, sh- yes, you're right. <laughs> yeah, he would have. Like, this man would have made bank. <laughs> like, the creepy part of the internet. This was before the internet existed, <laughs> though. He was before his time. Yeah. He gets another parking ticket. 53 whole dollars. Yeah. He goes off on the cop giving the tickets, and he ends up arresting Vincent for having over 200 outstanding parking tickets. <sighs> That's a lot. Imagine. Yeah. I knew someone who had over 500, Ugh. and they tried to enlist in the Navy, and they were no. like, <laughs> and they were like, dude, you got all these parking tickets. No. <laughs> so you had to pay for them all to get into the <laughs> Navy. How? Stop attracting stupid people. <laughs> Let them live in their own world. <laughs> no. Wow. That's embarrassing. It's pretty embarrassing because he's like, I mean, like parking tickets are a sham, but also like, wow, yeah, 500 because he is like, you know, a dipshit. So he's like, I'm not paying this, whatever. Is he, was he from the city or was he from some like suburban area? Here. Here? <laughs> here. Here as in the suburbs here? Yeah. How do you get 500 parking tickets in the suburbs? I have no idea. Where is he parking? I have no I, idea. That is, I, mm. <laughs> I think it was 500. Let me meet your friend. I remember it being, I'm going to have a conversation with him. <laughs> I'm going to have to ask my brother to like verify if it was 500, but I know it was in the hundreds. That That is, three digits is too many. Yeah. When I heard that, I'm like literally picturing a car with just like a bunch of tickets all over. Right. Like, <laughs> it would make for a great wall collage. Yeah, really <laughs> just on purpose. Yeah. Just fucking, fucking up your credit card. Yeah. Know, just because. dig yourself into the deepest hole possible. Yeah. <laughs> Like, hey, yes. <laughs> anyway back to the movie yes. 
We're, this is going to be clearly a very distracted podcast. <laughs> but we cut to St. Charlotte's Orphanage where Julius is checking out where Vince grew up and he's with one of the nuns and she's like, yeah, he slept in this room. He was just, he was a problem child. He moved out when he was of age. And she mentions that he defiled a nun. Ugh. And I'm like, she hates this man. She hates him. She's like, he's probably like in prison. Yeah. But and you know what's great? Or the funny part before that part yeah. was that they're in like the the massive bedroom area, and uh, Julius is like, "I bet you he slept here." And she's like, "That was his exact bed. How did you know that?" And he's like, "Because the fire extinguisher is right there. And if I was him, I would sleep there. Because if there was a fire, then I would I would pull the, the trigger, and then I would save everybody's life." And I was like, "That what a nerd!" But also, if that's not me, yeah, <laughs> you know, you would be like, "This is the safest spot." Yeah, so that's where <laughs> I'm gonna sleep. Yeah, the nun shows Julius Vincent's folder. And she's like, oh, all his files are missing. Like, and she doesn't seem to care. She does not give a shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's like, why are you even looking for this man? Yeah. Just let him live out his life. <laughs> but also, yeah, back to the defiled, the nun part. You know, he was a minor. So didn't she defile him? Yeah, they touch on that twice. Yeah. And I'm like... And they don't make it seem... Again, because it was the 80s. They don't make it seem like it was a bad thing. But like, that's a, it's a horrible thing. Yeah, people are very weird when it's like reverse roles yeah it's like a young man and an older woman yeah and i'm like it's not okay regardless Toxic masculinity yeah whoops so weird we're getting a little too heavy there let's yeah. go back to the movie like the movie we're gonna skip over it yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about that offline with anybody who wants to yeah. not for this episode <laughs> so the nun called it vincent's in jail yes julius and goes, she's like you should not look for him just yeah. let him be but julius is like you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna go to jail <laughs> <laughs> a jail you said <laughs> so yeah so he finds him Julius sees a big dude walking up and thinks they're his guy and then sees Vincent and is like shocked. Yeah. Then he goes up to the, like the guard and he's like, I'm looking for Vincent. And he's like, that's, that's him. Yeah. That's the guy. And then Julius is like, oh, <laughs> oh, okay. Oh. Let me, I'll, I'll, okay. Okay. Sure. Yeah. So then he goes back up to the glass and he starts like spilling his heart out to him, but he doesn't pick up the phone. So like Vince can't hear anything. <laughs> so he's just sitting there just like bullshit like, wow. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and then he's like, hey, you big dummy, pick up the phone. Yeah. So then Julius has to start from scratch again. Yeah. Tells Vincent they're twin brothers. And Vincent's like, oh, yeah, it's like a mirror. And he's like, no, idiot. (laughs) (laughs) And they're not identical. (laughs) That's not how it works all the time, dummy. Yeah. So then Vince, like, just doesn't believe him. But he's like, you know, if you want to be my brother, like, the only way to get out of here is to pay. And then Julius is like, I got money. So then Vince is like, you got to pay that dude behind you. And he's like, all right, cool. So then we cut to them outside. Julius just paid his bill. No big. Imagine. I would love that. (laughs) So then they go and he's and Vince is like, so you know what else they have of mine that we have to pay for is my car. And Julius is like, oh, I have so much more money. Let's go pay for your car. It's like, how much money does this man have? I have have no idea. He had a whole briefcase. I'm sure it was full. Imagine. (laughs) Probably had like one change of clothes and the rest was money. (laughs) So then they get to the car. They're in the lot and they're looking for Vince's car. And then Julius finds it because of his telepathy. He's like, you know, if this was my car, this would be it. Not like it was the only red sports car in the entire lot. Right. And somehow Vince can't find it, but he's a car thief. Yeah. (laughs) It's the only not plain looking car. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So they chit chat. Vincent gets in his car and totally leaves Julius behind. What an asshole. He does not believe this guy. He's like, yeah, whatever. You're full of shit. What an asshole. Do we cut to two guys with a really fancy car go into the parking garage from earlier? Yes. They're super sketchy. They put like a cassette in and they have some gadgets and detail the car before they leave. Yeah. And at first I thought they were putting the cassette tape in to like record 
And I was yeah. like, how long could they record for? Like 12 minutes? What do those cassettes hold? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a lot. Some, yeah, you're right. It depends. Yeah. <laughs> cassettes were real. Like, yeah. Those are so cool. We go to Vincent in his office and his furniture is being cleared out. Oop. He also has a Road Warriors poster, which is really cool. But anyway. What's that? They're a uh, tag team from old school, old school wrestling. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I knew it was going to be a wrestling thing. Yeah. I don't know why I asked. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, their story's kind of sad, but uh, <laughs> he he gets a call from Al. He tells his Al sec- is the parking attendant guy. Yes, he tells his secretary to take a few days off. She gives him a birthday gift and he kisses her. And oh, what's stupid is like she sees that they're being like basically evicted because they haven't paid their bills in six months. Yeah, and he's like, "We're just under some renovations. Like, just take the days off." And she like believes him. And I'm like, "How? No, you're not that stupid." This movie's all bimbos. Yeah. A hundred percent. All himbos and bimbos. <laughs> not Inclu- a single. <laughs> including Danny DeVito. Include, uh, yeah. There's not a, there's not a good brain cell. Yeah. <laughs> They're all expired. Yeah. But, but so yeah, so he tells her to take some days off. He's like, we're in a transitional period, sweetie. <laughs> and then you're right. No, they kiss. And then I'm like, uh, yeah, he kisses her. He's like, oh, thanks for the birthday gift. I'm like, what is it about this man that's so irresistible to these women? Right. I personally do not see it. However, I know that I am not every woman. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, if it were me, yeah. it couldn't be me. No, me neither. I'm more on the Marnie side. Marnie was the, the non-horoscope sister who doesn't like Vince. I'm on her side. <laughs> anyway, so what's crazy here, too, is that um, Al calls. He puts al on hold to talk to the assistant to open the present they have that entire exchange and then he answers al again and i was like how long was al on hold for like how rude is that <laughs> he wasn't even on hold he still had like the phone yeah in it was like hand. to his shoulder yeah so he just like heard that whole nonsense that's crazy i would never yeah or but- i hope i would never yeah, Al tells Vincent about the fancy car that just came in that's on level four. Uh-oh. Because that's where all the fancy cars go. That's where the stolen cars go. Yeah. <laughs> Don't park on level four. Yeah. Vincent leaves his office super excited, but then we see him crash back into the glass of a door, yep. of his door. One of the McLean brothers starts beating him up. Luckily, Julius shows up. and Julius, Just in time. Yeah. Beats this guy up without breaking a sweat. The guy then grabs an axe and Julius defends. He's like sweetie you move too fast the first rule in defense is and then he says something something yeah he has like this bit about negotiations and yeah. stuff that he says multiple times through the movie that yeah. i just never really picked up on the smart part that he did bring up was uh well he said like you negotiate first so that you can like suss out who your opponent is yeah because like he was saying like you've made the first mistake like you don't even know who i am you don't know what i'm capable of why did you grab that axe what if i'm axe proof you know like that kind of thing <laughs> so then the dude lunges at julius and then julius just easily pushes him over and he's like see look you messed up buddy you could have yeah. thought about this more but you didn't what if he was a terminator robot exactly exactly <laughs> yeah he picks up this whole man six foot something man has yeah, to be huge man vincent opens the elevator door and he just throws him into the elevator crazy insane i want that strength yeah, right, me too. That's why I want super strength. Yes. Toss up, start juggling people. <laughs> Just as your party trick. Yeah. Vincent's now like, okay, I'll keep this guy around. They walk and talk together. Vincent is like, stop saying we're brothers. What the fuck is wrong with you? And Julius is like, you can't feel it. Come on, you can feel it. Yeah. And Vincent's like, no, stop that. Yes. Julius guesses that the debt is $20,000. And this time, Vincent doesn't drive off without him. 
because he finally is useful to him because yeah. this man is selfish mm-hmm. the president of the selfish club is him so they drive off and vince asks julius to drive the car back from the airport because a buddy of his says that there's that car that's in the lot remember that's al's thing yes so then julius is like cool do you have a manual for this car because i need to learn how to drive and i'm like oh <laughs> oh okay i mean it makes sense you lived on an island for your whole life but oh yeah wow so that, that's like he's like so sheltered imagine being that way yeah i thought i was this makes me feel better about how i was raised <laughs> so then they get to the the um Fancy the garage car. yeah yeah and then vince is like oh he puts on this whole show he's like oh my god they usually leave the key for me they didn't leave the key this time i guess we'll just have to leave it and the kids will have to wait and julius is like what and he's like oh oh the poor handicapped kids like this was for an auction for handicapped kids to raise money for them and i'm like Vincent, i guess next time leave the children out of your dirty work leave them out of it come on so then Vin- uh, not vince so then julius goes well then we should try to open it up shouldn't we it's for the children yeah so yeah. then vince just pops the the door open and he's like oh, beginner's luck come on oh. <laughs> and then that sets the alarm off so then vince is trying to hotwire the car to turn it off but then julius just goes and lifts the back of the car up like super casually yeah his reasoning is that when cars are picked up by a certain amount and tells the computer it's being towed, but Vincent just looks at him like, you're a freak, bro. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, don't you know when a car is lifted to 45 degrees, it automatically unturn or like untrips the wires because it thinks it's being towed? Read a book, Vincent. Come damn. on. <laughs> Who knows that? <laughs> is that even true? <laughs> we should look that up. Sounds like a lie. I'm going to start benching now. Sounds fake. Or I'm going to work on my squats. So like go down a super steep hill and start your panic button. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then they drive off. Julius does the, the classic 16-year-old's first time driving jerking of the car stuff. And then Vince tries to give him some pointers at a red light. You know, he's like, you know, just ease on the gas. Just look forward. Just be chill about it. One foot, not two. Yeah. <laughs> and then so Julius is like, oh, right, cool. So then he runs the red light, drives off, speeds away. <laughs> and I'm just thinking about just like, how many lives are at danger right now? <laughs> so many. So many. <laughs> so then later on, we're just still driving. Now it's nighttime. I don't know how long they've been driving for. Yeah. But then Vince is like, you know what Julius needs right now is a phone call. So <laughs> he's he, not distracted enough. Right, exactly. He <laughs> uses the the phone in his car to call the phone in Julius's car because I guess that was just a common thing in the eighties. So then Julius picks up and again is distracted, and he tells Julius, "There's a, a grocery store like in I don't know how long. Just pull over, like slow, ease on the gas, ease on the brakes, and then turn in, and then just park somewhere, and then like we'll get out." So then they get to the grocery store. Julius takes the hardest right he could take. He immediately fucks up these directions. And <laughs> incredible how this man is alive. Yeah. <laughs> so then he he hits the curb and it launches his car onto the side, like the passenger side wheels. Two wheels. So he's just balancing his car on these two wheels. Oh my God. Driving around this parking lot. There's pedestrians around, but no, whatever. Everyone's just staring like, wow. Yeah. And then he happens to just fall perfectly into a parking spot. Yeah. Because why wouldn't he? And Vincent parks next to him. He's like, okay. Yeah. I would have been so mad. <laughs> I don't know how I would have reacted. I, you know, if he really messed up the car, I'd be like, buddy. But I'm, then also like he told him to drive though. That's, that's Vince's fault still. But the odds. <laughs> <laughs> the, the odds of that happening. You're right. If there's a nut or bolt out of place, my guy. <laughs> it's your fault. Yeah. They go into this grocery store. I can't believe how casual they are. They just stole a car and they're going grocery shopping it's that um the confidence yeah you know vincent's girlfriend linda and her sister marnie are in the grocery store too 
this poor girl is talking about how much she loves Vincent <clears throat> and her sister's so done with hearing about Vincent. Same. Then we see who Julius pick up a Playboy and he's hypnotized. Are those, were those like freely available in supermarkets? I guess they were all over the place. That's wild. <laughs> you would think that they'd be like, in, like at least when we were growing up and stuff, they were like in their own section and like covered. It, like I remember in Barnes and Noble, they'd always have like a, um, uh, not divider, oh, like but like little... a, a block in front of them or yeah. something. Yeah, like remember FYE, that yes. store, and then the porn yes. section. Exactly. The- That's what I'm thinking. Not Barnes and Noble, <laughs> FYE. Yeah. <laughs> I think you would go and take them out anyway and be like, oh, this is you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Soap, look at this one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My friend and I once, we went to the, the dirty anime section oh. and we would lift them up to see which, which our game was like, we would lift them up to see who picked up the worst cover. <laughs> <laughs> How many times did you get octopus tentacles? <laughs> <laughs> not enough really <laughs> yeah that's shocking i thought they would be mostly <laughs> but we got some pretty bad ones we were like oh <laughs> <laughs> whatever happened to that store i wondered maybe it's because of the porn i think it's, i think they do they still sell stuff online i think really yeah. we gotta have to look that up yeah that used to be a pretty fun store yeah right you know <laughs> they'd have to like besides the fun games <laughs> they'd have like the posters and the fun little knickknacks yeah and that's where you'd go for your, all your cds yeah yeah. Oh, it's because CDs died. That's what oh, happened. Oh, shit. You're right. Yeah. Wow. We really killed that whole entire <laughs> oh, brand. We just... Oh, my God. I feel so aged. <laughs> oh, geez. CDs? Well, cassette tapes? CDs? I was going to say, when are cassette tapes coming back? But since vinyls are back now, cassette tapes are in the next, like, five, ten years. Do you remember when aux cords first started happening and they had the cassette ones? Yes. Because people still had cassette players You know, that cars? killed the battery in my car once. Really? I was in Brooklyn and I just left my cassette to aux in my, in, just in the cassette thing. And this one day I went into school and I left my car, like, you know, wherever you park it. And I just heard like some kind of like really low in the back. And I was like, I didn't think anything of it. But then I got back in my car at, after the entire day, like sun up, sun down. I got back in my car and it just wouldn't turn on. I was like, hmm, is it because the thing is still worrying? Because it was still making the noise. And I was like, fuck. What? I was in Brooklyn by myself no luckily it was a decent enough neighborhood that's like enough people were walking around and somebody like brought their car around for me and it was nice oh my god but i was just like huh so i'm stranded because of my music abilities (laughs) damn cassette player it's the cassette player oh my god that's what happened it just i don't know what happened but i'm pretty sure that's what left the the battery on at least enough to like let that run that's why i guess it like triggered something to not turn the radio off and it just, it, you know, it's just... That's it's so happened. wild. Who would think of that? Who would think of that? That's awful. I have killed my car battery um, at least four times in my life. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> not not anytime recently with my old car, Todd, R.I.P. Todd. But um, in, in Todd's, yeah, I've, I've killed his battery at least four times. You live and you learn. Yeah. I'm right? a great driver, though. I'm very responsible. You're one of the best drivers. Exactly. I would say. I've made my mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> Back to the movie again. Yes. Julius, while reading the Playboy and distracted, starts walking around and he crashes into Marnie. Yes. They chit-chat. He tells her where he's from and that he just flew in and he came here and found his twin brother. Surprise! She sees Vincent and is like, what the fuck? Yeah. Ugh. Twins? Ugh. <laughs> you? You? What would you do? How devastated would you be if your meet cute was met with knowing that they were siblings with the worst person you know? <laughs> That'd be the worst. 
I would be so disappointed, right? I would I would be like, all right, I'm dying alone. Yeah, right. I'm giving up. There's no point. Yeah, there's no point. If this, this? is this, <laughs> no. I can't deal with this. I'm I so sorry. Refuse. I yeah, I would just my heart, I think, would just shatter. Yeah. I would be like, oh my god, this is this is it. This is amazing. This is my time. Oh my god, no. Yeah, I'd be you like, know? we're done here. The whiplash yeah. that you would get from that. <laughs> It'd be catastrophic. But what's also wild, so Vince introduces everybody, and then Julius, for some reason, is like, oh my god, you guys are sisters? Like, he's so excited about it. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't know why. He's just very excited, I guess, to find out that they're sisters, and that, I guess, him and Vince are brothers. Maybe it's, like, cute for him that he, like, he just met this beautiful girl, and his brother's girlfriend is her sister, so they're, like, double dating. I don't know. Oh, maybe. I guess so. Sure. he's, like, super like jazzed about group dates sure yeah <laughs> or families in general i guess yeah maybe that's it maybe because i mean he that says, makes it more wholesome yeah he says later that he really wants a family with yeah. vince vincent how cute so anyway cute they leave later on uh they all drive off except for julius goes the wrong way because he doesn't know how to how the prindle works yet <laughs> so then we cut to vince's place vince is explaining that marnie likes julius and julius is like you know i do love women they're so smart they're compassionate they're sensitive i have the highest respect for women so then vince goes oh you're a virgin yeah he says he respects women and vincent is like ew uh, right <laughs> excuse you what kind of <laughs> to roll back that attitude sir yeah go back to the grocery store say sorry to every woman you've ever met and buy a new attitude yeah (laughs) so then also julius gets embarrassed that vince calls him a virgin but then i was also thinking that if julius grew up on this remote island not socialized at all how does he know to be embarrassed like how does he know that that's a thing that that like americans are embarrassed about maybe it was just the tone oh true maybe or you know like um maybe you just also uncomfortable talking about sex Oh, true, true, true. That could have been something. That's, you're right. Yeah. Vincent has a cat named Julius. How cute. That is cute. And Julius is like, oh my God, it's meant to be. <laughs> yeah. They eat dinner together and they have the same mannerisms. Yes. Very cute. So funny. It's so very cute. Very sibling-like. Yeah. There's this time where, I'm going to keep going on tangent stories, but- uh, It's hard with this one. <laughs> I know. It's so relatable, this movie. <laughs> this movie. <laughs> wow. But there was this time, so very early on, like in college days, I filmed- like camp videos for my camp like just like what this camp is about like what do we do like what's the culture here yeah so um my sister was a counselor like she was much more involved in the camp than i was but we both grew up at the camp she just happened to stay working there after i left and um so i went back i filmed this video and then all of her campers were like oh my god you guys have the same voice and i was like stop it's like just talking mannerisms wise (laughs) and then there were like certain things that we would do that they would point out and i was like stop because i didn't know at the time yeah and then I, they were like making me self-aware and i hated it Aww. and then they're like say this word both of you say this word at the same time and i was like now and it wasn't like the way that we both said no yeah they didn't you like do, it you do do that the same it's really uh, funny stop that don't <laughs> talk to me about that <laughs> now yeah yeah it's so annoying sometimes when i edit us like when we go on like a vacation or something or just in general i'll edit us and i hear it like if i'm editing myself i will hear her voice and i'm like oh when you two make fun of your dad, like tease him, you two do like the same inflection and voice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I get this like fake like Brooklyn accent when I'm talking to my dad. Yes, you both do it. It's like, what are you doing here? What are you doing? What do you want? Huh? Much of business. I don't know why. It just have, It just comes out. <laughs> but anyway, back to the movie again. Yes. So some guy goes to the parking garage and sees that that car, the fancy, super fancy car is missing. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> the car, the whole car is gone. 
then we go back to Julius and Vincent. He's telling him about their different fathers and their mom. Mm-hmm. And Vincent's just not about this story. And he's like, listen, man, orphans often a- fantasize about their birth parents. And Vincent shows Julius a form from his orphanage files. Basically says that his mother didn't die and that he was abandoned. Mm. And Julius is like, well, if mom's alive, then she didn't abandon you. They clearly lied to her. Like, let's go look for him. And Vincent's like, bro, I have money problems. So and then, then Julius is like, I have money. Yeah. Vincent gets a phone call from the McLeans and they threaten him. He's like, yeah, well, what are you going to do about it? And then they blow up his window. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I guess they did something about it. Yeah. And then we never like fix that. Yeah. We never like touch that ever again. Right. Yeah. Why would we? (laughs) Yeah. It's the 80s. Why would we? Like, I feel like later on we're in Vincent's house and like, it's just back to normal. Yeah. (laughs) An airtight plot. Who? Yeah. Not me. Not the 80s. (laughs) No, not at all. We follow two dudes into an office and some guys in there and they're like, why are you here? You should be on the road. And I'm like, what is happening? Yeah. His name is Webster, the mysterious guy. Yes. And then the two guys are like, we we left you the car with the instructions. It, it was in the cassette tape. And he's like, well, there was no car there. And now I look like a fool, don't I? And then they're all just trying to like negotiate back and forth with each other. Like, no, we left the car there. And then he's like, but you guys are making me look bad. Yikes. So then he ends up shooting them because he's like, well, in my 20 years of working, no one's have ever seen my face. So we're not going to start that now. Yikes. So then they go. Yeah. Um, he then also we- says, the merchandise was in the trunk. And I'm like, the merchandise? What merchandise? Oh, my God. Oh, oh Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> so then we cut back to Julius running around town. He's has a paper in his hand. He's super sweaty. Then he goes up to this villa and he goes up to the, some child because he doesn't know what stranger danger is. Yeah. Him or the child. <laughs> He's like, who owns this amazing, beautiful home? Yes. And he's like, my grandpa right over there. Do you want him? Let's walk inside. Yeah. He asked the owner of the mansion about Marianne Benedict, and this dude totally knows who she is. Julius shows him the photo that he has. He has a photograph of Marianne with the, like, six dudes and the mm-hmm. scientists. The granddaughter points him out in the photo, and the dude is one of the sperm don- donors. Yes. And he's like, Papa? Papa? Like, immediately calls him dad, and the dude's like, ugh. And mind you also, Julius has no sense of volume. Yeah. So like he's screaming this the entire time. And I'm thinking about like, has, can the family inside hear him? <laughs> yeah, do, they, right? do they know what's happening? They're like, what do you, the whole family's like, that's his son. What would you do? You're married 50 years. You find out that your man just has some kid. Oh my God. I would go on like a whole before tirade. you, like he didn't, j- but he didn't oh, tell before you, you before you. Well, first I would jump to conclusions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Automatically assume he cheated. Yeah. Kick him out of the house. Flip the fuck out. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Yep. No questions asked. No further discussion. Yep. He's out of here. No, I'm done. <laughs> we are not having a discussion. <laughs> Your ass is grass. <laughs> Until I get the facts. But then how would you get the facts? Because yeah. he's out of the house. Yeah, you would true. have to snail mail them to me. Morse code send them to me. How old is this child? How exactly. long have we been married? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Same though, I would I would be jumping right with you. <laughs> I would actually push you to the conclusions. Yeah, but what if you were married and he still donated sperm? I guess that wouldn't count. But like, if it was behind my back, if I didn't know about it, I'd feel some type of way. I don't know why. Yeah. But I would feel some type of like, why didn't you tell me that you do- donated sperm? Like, why didn't we have this conversation first? Yeah. Or at least just be like, hey babe, I donated my sperm today. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and then I'd be like, why? 
I'd be like, okay, that's weird, but all right. Yeah. <laughs> weird flex, but okay. <laughs> like into a cup or a person? Because it's no, two yeah, different, yeah, yeah. Two different <laughs> conversations yeah. now. Now was, I'm mad. If it was a person, did they consent? Yeah. I'm mad either way, but <laughs> well, <laughs> there's different levels of mad. If it's the cup, I'm not mad. Right, right, right. <laughs> no, but the person, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 100% your ass is out. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so then now we're inside and dad one of the dads, one of six dads is telling Vince, <laughs> not Vince, Julius. <laughs> He's like, yeah, so we were part of this experiment. They told me that you guys died. So, you know, we just never heard of you. So it's nice that you exist. And then Julius is like, could you tell me anybody else in this picture? Like, I just need a lead for something. He also tells Julius about Marianne and he says he wanted to marry her, but she was afraid to have more children because she was told her baby died at birth. Yes. Oh my God. Everybody was lied to. Everyone. Wow. That's so now Julius is like, so mom is alive. So they lied to me too, right? And then now I need to go find her. How do I find her? So then he gives her the first lead, which is this doctor. Who's still working at the genetics lab. And the genetics lab is in New Mexico? Yes. It's yes. like 200 miles north of Santa Fe. Ah, okay. Wherever 200 miles north of Santa Fe is. Don't know how big New Mexico is. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know where in relation Santa Fe is within New Mexico. I just know. I don't it's- know if it's south. I just know it's one of those very like geometrically. Yes, it's a square. <laughs> like kind of. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. got a little nubbin on top. It is like a square. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so now we cut back to Vince. He's driving around the stolen Cadillac. He finds the cassette tape, plays it back. He hears a number on it and he's like, okay, yeah. sure. I'll call the number. Yeah. So he claims he's Webster. He tries to negotiate a price, but doesn't know what the actual price is. So he's like, yeah. Um, oh, I can't do five. Like how about 20? Cause he thinks, Five thousand, twenty thousand, yeah. and the guy's like flipping out, and he's like, "The guy's name is Beetroot." Beetroot, by the way, yeah. yeah. So the guy's like, "What the fuck?" Like we agreed on five million, and Vince is like, "Um, yes, five. yeah, I, I guess I can make that work, sir." Yeah, <laughs> ma, 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 million. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> full out of body, like turns into a cartoon. He's like, "Oh yeah, you know what? Um, it'll break my heart, but I, th- I think I can do five million. I mean, I can." <laughs> I'll just do some charity work for today, but sure, yeah, whatever. Yeah, so he's like, okay, I'll bring the car to Houston because that's what's on the cassette tape that yes. he listened to. And so now it's later on. Vince is packing his car, but Julius runs into him, and he's like, hey, guess what? I found one of six dads. We got to go find him. Yeah, we have to go to New Mexico and talk to the scientists and this and that and telling him everything. And meanwhile, Vincent's packing up his car and is acting, and he's like, yeah, okay, uh-huh, uh-huh, yep, yep. Vincent tell, tells Julius he's going to Houston, and Julius brings up going to New Mexico since it's on the way. Julius insists on going with him and leaves to shower and get ready. Vincent's like, ah, damn it. (laughs) But he also tries to take that time that Julius is in the shower to to ditch. Yeah. But but he can't. Nope. Because who shows up? (laughs) The ladies. Yeah. (laughs) With a birthday cake. Yes. And Linda comes out and she's like, here's sweetie. And he's like, it's not even my birthday. Get out of my way. (laughs) He's like, (laughs) he's like this. He's like, I'm literally about to get $5 million. Like all of you can fuck off. Yeah. So then Marty's like, I bought some cookies. Can I give them to Julius? And he's like, yeah, he's in the shower. Go, 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 whatever. I don't care. Yeah. So then she goes inside. Julius is singing to himself. Same song from the plane. And she... Full volume. Yeah. So she's snooping around. She finds him in his room. Just a towel on. Yes. Still walks in anyway. No care about privacy. Hell no. No care. And then... She's got eyes on this man. She doesn't care about boundaries at all. So she turns around so that he can put some clothes on but there's a mirror behind her so she angles it so she can see him better yeah marnie and then so he's like nude and she's like oh my god twins 
they are twins and i was like i don't what i was like i don't even want to i I don't want to understand that joke yeah no nope i'm gonna let that one go over the head over yep I love being ignorant. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to think about peeing. No. Oh, why did you say that? Yep. Nope. Uh, nope. So we go back to Linda and Julius. Uh, Linda and Vincent. You know what? Doing... It makes sense. They're brothers. You're supposed to mix their names up. I keep mixing. They're just, they're so alike, you know? They're so alike. They're just, yeah. just twins, you know? <laughs> Linda's upset that Vincent is clearly going somewhere and didn't say goodbye. I would be too, honestly. If you claimed to have only eyes for me and then just tried to ditch me. No. Yeah. That's not how I'll it's going to work. You down. I will find you. <laughs> also, sometimes, like to generalize, some a lot of straight guys are very, um, uh, they don't know how to hide their location. <laughs> so they would be very easy to find. Not yeah. that I'm a stalker or anything. You know, no red flags here. It would just be, so, uh, between the two of us, we would find him. Oh, for sure. You know? Oh, yeah. If you asked me for help, we would find him. I should work for the FBI. We, yeah, honestly. (laughs) Anyway, not to keep digging this hole for us, but (laughs) then somebody named Agnes comes out. Oh, wait, actually, I'm rewinding. Did you already say that they find what's in the trunk and that it's worth $5 million? Um, Well, I think now at this point, when we cut away from Marnie, Vincent shows Linda what's in the trunk. Yes. And then, yeah, so the neighbor. Yes, the neighbor, Agnes, comes running out and she's like, hey, sweetie, girly thing. Don't sleep with this man. Don't give him money. And then she walks away. No explanation. She's like, don't trust this man. Yeah. Trust the neighbor. She's seen some shit. She's seen some shit. She's obviously seen something. (laughs) So then Linda's like, so silly of that woman. Anyway, my love. Yeah. Let me come with you. I'm coming with you. No ifs, ands, or buts. I'm like, damn. And he's like, no. But she's like, I will scream about some secret. (laughs) Yeah. So whatever the secret is, he covers her mouth and is like, all right, all right, all right, all right, let's go. (laughs) But also, like, I kind of love that the neighbor was, like, watching out for this girl. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to think that I would do the same, but who knows? Yeah, I don't know. a lot of times I just try to mind my business. I definitely <laughs> do. <laughs> so now we're all going, all four of us are going on this road trip. Yes. That Vincent's super mad about. <laughs> yeah. Stay mad. Yeah. Linda takes shotgun. Julius gets in the backseat and Marnie is posed all sexy. And I'm like, how big is this backseat? She is all legs. Yeah. I've never gone into a car and, like, been able to have enough room to be like, hey, babe. Right. <laughs> I, I mean, I, depending on the car. I've been in, like, the big Cadillacs. Oh. Those are very fun to drive around. You yes. feel like you're in a tank. It, it is comically large inside. <laughs> they it, They are. should not be that big. <laughs> They're huge. <laughs> the hitman from earlier has taken the spot of the parking lot attendant. Yes. He actually has that guy tied up to question yes. him. Webster is his name. Yeah. And he's... That'll he, learn him. Al won't be fucking around with he stolen cars anymore after yeah, that one. Yeah, he's retired. Yeah. <laughs> he's tied up on the ground. The Webster puts a gun up to his head and he's like, hey, so where's Vince at? <laughs> but again, also he's gagged. So how is he going to get an answer? I but mean, again, that's just intimidation tactic. I oh, get yeah, it. yeah, for sure. Anyway, we cut back to Webster at Vince's house now because yes. he's gotten the information from Al. Mm-hmm. He is inside of the house and he finds Julius the cat going through some garbage and that prompts him to open up the note that Vince was writing down about, I'm going to go to Houston for $5 million. So just wait and incriminate yourself. Yeah. Some things you don't take notes on. You really don't. As somebody who takes too many notes, there's some things you don't take notes on. <laughs> Definitely not. The McLean brothers all barge in and question this guy. Yes, there's three of them. I didn't know that before. Yeah, me neither. Suddenly there's three of them. Yeah, they're one from earlier that fought Julius has like a cast. A neck brace on yeah, you. A neck brace and stuff. So they talk back and forth. The brothers try to intimidate this guy. He then shoots two of them in the legs when when he tries to leave because he has a gun behind his back. Yeah. Whoa. 
Gross. Well, now the bad... He also tells the bad guys that everyone's on the way to Houston. So now they're working together. Yeah. Kind of in a way, almost. So now everyone knows where they're going. Yes. So we get some montages of their road trip. It's pretty fun. And they cross this bridge that I need to go see this instant. I don't know if you noticed it, but this it's one of those like long flat bridge. Like it doesn't have the um the things popping off the top. Uh-huh. It's just straight up like suspension bridge. Not suspension because that's yeah. the one that has the stuff on top. It's just flat anyway. Um, But it crosses this like massive canyon. I don't know where they are, but I need to go see it. And we need to go take a trip. Oh, let's go. I didn't okay. even notice. I was like, oh God, thank God a montage. I can like stop taking notes for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I've just never wanted to see a bridge more than I do right now for some reason. I don't know why. Well, we'll have to Google it. Okay. Yeah. Eventually they get to New Mexico, I guess. Yeah. So they drop the ladies off at a hotel. Julius and Vincent go see the scientist. Wait, we have to rewind because Marnie falls asleep on, on Julius's shoulder. Aww. And instead of showing that he like gets a boner, he like flexes his arms too, too tight on like the um, the handle thing. So then he rips his shirt by the sleeve. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, how creative. Amazing. <laughs> so funny. But now, yes, we're, we're in town. We, we're at that hotel. Yeah. So the boys go to go see the scientist or whatever professor they immediately cut to the professor denying everything and telling julius and vincent to fuck off dr traven ah an okay. asshole you're so good at getting the names of i'm everyone. working on it that's wow. character development i was like i don't know anyone name <laughs> no one's movie. worth it yeah julius gets mad kicks the door of, to the guy's office off its hinges because for the first time ever he's pissed off yeah and shows the guy the photo he has he's like i know you're lying give me the details how much spill force? the beans do you think you need to like kick a door off its hinges like a closed door i mean if you're arnold schwarzenegger not that much yeah he was just like Ugh. he like, sneezed well, and it knocked yeah. over <laughs> uh but i mean for us i mean like full body probably probably two full bodies yeah like you have to run at full speed yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i don't think i could kick a door down i think no. i just hurt myself i would love to try though yeah yeah, that's something we can look forward to one day. We'll find we'll find the door. Yeah. We'll like go to like a house that's about to be demolished. And yeah. Be like, hey, hey, wait. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. I need to get something out. <laughs> I just need to get this out of my system. We should get into construction for that very reason. Yeah. Demolition. Excuse there me. There used to be this show on uh, on some channel and it used to be this, these dudes that just would uh, demolish stuff, but they would just film them destroying stuff. And I was like, I want to so do that. So satisfying. Yeah. We should go to one of those like demolition rooms. You know, they used, or they do have those. I mean, you can't not with the, oh, the where pandemic. Oh, where you smash stuff? Yeah. Yeah. We should do that. Oh, that would be fun. But then, so anyway, back Speak to the movie. Speak that into existence. Yes. <laughs> Guess what we did last yeah. week. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't go to an actual exhibit. We found our own in the woods. <laughs> but then, so now we cut back and Traven looks at Vince and he goes, what's up, Vince? I know you. And then now Vince is like, how do you know me? And he's like, because I named you. So now Vince is having a whole entire identity crisis. And he's like, yeah, uh, I named you. And also, uh, I am the one that gave you away. Whoop. What a dickhead. Yep. So we cut back to that same tunnel from the, the beginning of the movie. Yeah. The same lab from earlier. And he shows the boys in. And he's like, well, this is where you guys were created. Immediately starts hurling insults at Vincent incredible oh how what do you have against him right he didn't do anything to you <laughs> he was born yeah yeah he's like oh the embryo split into two julius got all the good stuff and you are just crap he's like you got all the leftover crap what how'd you just call somebody a leftover yeah that is crazy that scientist is such a douche yeah julius tries to comfort vince but then vince is like no 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 no. i want to hear what this guy has to say yeah he's so then his feelings are totally hurt yeah he's like mine would be too same yeah he's like are you are you calling me a side effect and the dude's like you don't have enough brain power to process this 
oh. I would lunge at that man. Yeah, Julie ends up grabbing him and going off on him and gets info on where mom is from him. Yes, she's at this place called Whispering Pines, which is also about 200 miles north of Santa Fe. To me, Whispering Pines either sounds like a commune, like a cult commune yes. or something. Yes, I or actually like, thought that's what's, what it was when we first went in there. Yeah, or like a nursing home. I thought so too. I thought it was like, I was like, is mom in a cult? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, to, to be uh, a part of certain experiments, I feel like you have to be. Oh, yeah. To agree to certain things. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yes. Julius has this guy by the collar and he's like, if you're lying to me, I'll be back. His oh. line. That's his line. That is his line. That's why I thought that this was after Terminator. Ah. But also, I don't know. Because was that from Terminator or was that from another movie? I think Terminator. Okay. Is when he's like, Again, I back. haven't seen that. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry to break your heart like that. Oh. <laughs> I haven't seen it in a very long time. Okay. We'll add that on to the, maybe the summer blockbuster yeah. list. We'll see. There's so- this game on the Sega Genesis. Why do we keep? <laughs> <laughs> Are we even podcasting today? We're just talking. <laughs> We're, We're just bullshitting today. <laughs> what movie? Yeah. What movie today? <laughs> There's this game, a Terminator game on the Sega Genesis. It was so fun, but so hard. Ugh. I could never get past the second level. It's like you just, you shoot like the Terminator robots and they just come at you and they're so quick and they just, yeah, it's one of those. Oh, <laughs> oh one of those? Yeah. One of those shooting ones? Yeah, it's fun. It's okay. Really fun. I want to play it now. Yeah. I'll see if I have it. I have the Genesis somewhere <laughs> in the house. <laughs> I'm, I Have I ever played that? I don't think I ever have. I don't think you have. Dang. <laughs> anyway, we're outside now. Vince yes. is in shambles because his life is just, just not anything, you know, like... I, he's hurt how, as anybody would be yeah, yeah 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 so then he's just like i'm genetic garbage like what am i even doing now like i need to go home so then julius is trying to comfort him and he goes on about how like you know like we're twins you know like i feel what you feel like just because we're, we look different doesn't mean we're not the same and vince is like we're not the same buddy like he just called you the perfect human and he just called me bullshit like stop that so then julius is like listen i get it just it's because we grew up differently like i was coddled i was on this island i was smart i was educated people loved me you didn't have any that you were given away you're put in this orphanage (laughs) nobody loves you nobody encouraged you and i was like we love the self-awareness but this is not the time this is not the time salt on the wound yeah (laughs) this is very much like finally somebody um is seeing their privilege not doing it the right way though oh definitely he not. means well he's trying but not it this is not it this is not the way to go julius <laughs> so then julius says that they're the missing parts of each other's lives and that they just need to find mom to be a full family yeah and then vince gets very like he turns into a six-year-old and he's like oh, you mean a family Aww. like you'll welcome me home no matter what even if it's been bad family and then they hug and it's a cute moment it is very cute i love this bonding yeah between them uh back to the city the brothers get matching suits so cute so cute they start so like, fun they start like fun walking with each other this whole sequence yeah it's so fun vince is like trying to teach julius how to not walk so stiff and he's like you gotta walk with some swag you gotta like drop your shoulder a little bit you gotta you gotta put your coat around your shoulder wear sunglasses <laughs> they're like totally in sync and matching yeah. oh it's amazing our boys start to get ready for a double date and julius is super nervous yes and i'm like vincent gets to do all these firsts with julius it's that's so, so fun it's so funny because julius is the older brother but now it's like vince is the older brother yeah you know that's so fun <laughs> we love that vince te- vincent teaches julius how to dance and he does a whole like put your toes on my feet and then he's like put your feet next to my feet yeah by my feet <laughs> yeah and like grab my hand too tight yeah. um <laughs> and like they start like practice dancing together so cute so cute and, and then it cuts into them actually dancing at the bar yeah so fun so now it's like 
Julius and um, what's her name? Marnie. And then it's Vince <laughs> and Linda. They're dancing next to each other. And then Julius sees Vince put his hand on Linda's butt. So he copies that and puts it on Marnie's. Whole handful of ass. Whole handful. Lucky she likes it. Yeah. Very lucky. Yeah. Because <laughs> she would have boop. Yeah, right. But anyway, so then the boys spin away the girls. So now the boys are just dancing together. Aww. Very cute moment again. Yeah, the couples mirror each other's moves and Julius and Marnie kiss. Cute. Oh my god. His first kiss. Love that for him. It's a fun is a fun little scene. Yes. Then we cut to Julius having his first beer. Yes. He's uh, giving a full history on beer. Yes. On how who invented it, how long ago it was invented, why, how many flavors there are. And then he's like, anyway, I'm all theory. I'm no practice. So it's, he's, he's a college kid. Yeah. He you just, know? he just knows a bunch. Him and Vincent end up going to go pee. They pee together. The first time I've ever seen boys pee together. Yeah. You know? Right next to each other in the, in the yes, urinals. Yes. And I was like, I thought like. I that thought there was a rule. Yeah. Right. But I guess when you're brothers, it's different. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Maybe for the sake of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Right. They just have to keep doing the same shit. But also Julius doesn't know. True. Yeah. That's you know? true. So Vincent gives Julius a sex pep talk since he's nervous about his first time. Yes. And they bond together about how much they love being together. It was it was pretty cute. Very cute. But also, this is the other part where we gloss over where Julius asks Vince if, if he was nervous the first time. So Vince is like, eh, I was 12 and it was a nun. Like, we're not gonna we're not gonna spend any more time on that nope <laughs> all right let's just keep on moving it's like it's almost like they have to keep reminding you that vincent's kind of a scumbag right and that like this nun ruined his life yeah basically but anyway we're going too deep into that again yep, definitely. we go back into yeah so julia vince tells julius that since they met his life has just been getting better and better Aww. love that yeah so then now we're back on the dance floor the two girls at the booth that they're yeah. sitting at and the mclean brothers show up yeah and they immediately go over to intimidate marnie and linda Vincent and Julius come back. One McLean brother says they want to kill Vincent. So then another one, the one with the neck brace, comes yes. over and grabs Vincent. And then Julius grabs that guy. And then they hold a gun up to Marnie and Linda. And then Julius says a whole, you, you're bluffing again. You made the wrong move. Yeah. So then he's like, you're going to have to be ready to call your bluff. And then one of the, the brothers is like, I'm going to kill her. So then he's like, hope. Yeah. He doesn't though. Yeah, no. Two other guys grab julius yes the cousins now yeah oh we're just involving the whole trash family yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah so julius then get he like, jump kicks yeah jump kicks the two guys who have the girls at gunpoint in the face knocks yes. them out yes then knocks out the two guys who grabbed him yeah he clunks their heads together yeah. <laughs> then vince elbows the other dude that's holding him in the nuts yeah then so, smashes him with a guitar everybody in the dance floor loves this <laughs> I, think, I would too. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so then our fun team leaves, and then everybody starts dancing around these unconscious bodies. Yeah. <laughs> what a vibe. <laughs> they just know how to party in in this parts. Yeah. Right. They're like, this isn't the worst thing we've yeah. ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> so back to the hotel room. Julius is reflecting on this eventful day, and he's like, "Wow, what a great day!" And then Vince is like, "Oh yeah, totally. I'm gonna leave though. I'm gonna go see Vin- uh, Linda." So then Julius is like, "What? You don't want to sleep in the same room with me, my Aww. brother?" And then we also established that Julius always sleeps on the floor because, I guess, discipline or something. I don't know. But then Vince leaves. And then no more than five seconds later, does Marnie come knocking? Yeah. And she's like, uh, they want to be alone, so I have to sleep in here. Oh, boo-hoo. <laughs> so she's playing that game. Yeah. And then Julius is like, oh, take whichever bed you want because I sleep on the floor. So then she, in the most seductive way she can, takes her robe off so that she's in her nightgown. Yeah. And then she throws it back to get into bed. <laughs> she looks him dead in the eye the whole time. And he's like, well, good night. 
<laughs> so then she's like, like Marty, <laughs> damn. She wants it. Yeah. So then also like I need that night. <laughs> she she knew how to work it. Yeah, she, she did. She did it right. Yeah. They also kiss real quick before she does yes, all yes, that. Yes, they do a good night kiss. Yeah. And then she's in her bed for more than like up at least ten seconds. And then she's like, this man, respectful <laughs> King Julius, isn't crawling into my bed. So she goes, oh, my God, my bed is too fluffy or whatever it is. So she's like, I have to sleep on the floor with you. <laughs> so then he's like, oh, OK. Yeah. They kiss again and he stays frozen for a bit after the kiss. And I was like, wow. wow. <laughs> she's rocking his world right now. Yeah. And then they do whatever. So then we go they to engage in hinky Linda. pinky. Hell yeah. <laughs> so much. We go to Vincent and Linda. He's trying to work out. She's trying to chit chat with him. She absolutely adores this man. She does. She loves this man. What is it about him? Yeah. I want someone to love me like Linda loves Vincent. Me too. (laughs) I also want to love somebody like Linda loves Vincent. Yeah, that too. I don't want to be that blind, (laughs) but the intentions I want, you know? She's got the pink sunglasses for sure. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) But he's saying that he's doing crunches and everything because if he's meeting his mom, he's got to look good for her. Aw. Yeah, right? And she's like, babe, you're the best. If she doesn't love you, then she's not worth it. Yeah, that's her problem. And then he's like, you know what? You're right. What am I doing? Yeah. So then they're bonding. She ruins the moment by <laughs> by like throwing out the idea of living with him. And he's like, no, 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 absolutely not. No, 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 no. And he's like, I'm grumpy in the morning. I'm grumpy in the afternoon. And I'm angry at night. And she's like, I know who you are. Hello. Yeah. Which is like a funny, like, I know that you're the worst. I still want to do this, though. Yeah. I thought that was funny. Definite commitment issues yeah. with this man. Then we cut to Marnie smoking a cigarette and Julius looking so happy. And I'm like, so oh. you know it was a good time. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way they didn't have a great time. Yeah. <laughs> and then all the, time. B- before we cut back to them, we see that Vince and Linda engage in their own hanky panky. Yeah. So everybody's just having a great night. Yes, they are. So we cut back to the next morning. They pull up to Whispering Pines <laughs> and Vince is like, oh my God, this place is lit mom has money yeah this is amazing so much property they knock at like this gate and some dude tells them they can't go in to see her unless they write a letter to of get intent. it approved yeah. yeah and then they have to write it to the benedict foundation which is mom's last name yeah so then vince is like mom is worth millions <laughs> a foundation she has millions yeah so then julius is like all right so then let's sneak in so they go hop the wall they well first they toss vincent over the wall <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, like cheerleader toss him yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he lands god knows where but we hear him grunt he's five miles down yeah. you're right, i should have been more specific yeah they're just like good luck <laughs> so then now they're all inside Pro- property is beautiful yeah and then it's that that's when i was like this is a cult there's no way this is not a cult. Yeah. I was like, are there people farming? Like, what? Are- yeah, there's farmers, there's painters. Everybody's too calm. Yeah. It's a cult. There's no <laughs> way that it's not. So then they, they look around. They try to, like, spot who mom might be. They, they get their eye on a painter, and they're like, that's got to be her. It's just a random old lady painting. Yeah. So then they're trying to, like, work up the card to go talk to her. And then this gardener comes up, and she's like, can I help you guys? Should you be here? <laughs> yeah. And they're like, oh, no, no, don't worry about us. We are Marianne's sons. We are her twins. And we just want to go meet her. Could you show us the way? And she's like, sure. Yeah. Okay, let's go. So she brings them over to wherever we learn that Marianne's an artist. And yes. we learn that Marianne passed away. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. And Whispering Pines is the land she bought with the money from selling her art. And I guess it's just like a property for artists to go. It's like a commune or a community, I guess is a better word, not a commune. Just a place for artists to like 
gain their skills i don't know but i was sad yeah yeah and same with vince he's very sad they yeah. leave and he's very disappointed he's like I, why did i even get my hopes up everyone's super crushed about it yeah we then cut to that woman in an office and she was marianne she was marianne she's telling her friend she's like these these real estate people will stop at nothing to get this land how crazy they were claiming to be my sons and then we're like oh, yeah marianne she's like my sons died and i'm like marianne and i only had one ah wow yeah so we cut to our gang at a rest stop and vincent's lashing out at everyone claims that linda's just there for the money that he shouldn't have listened to julius and then he takes all their bags out of the car and throws them and drives away so oh my god i you know i understand that he's been through some shit but you were a grown-ass man you need to learn how to deal with your emotions in a better way (laughs) oh definitely there is no way that that's okay no not at all then linda spills the beans to julius about the merchandise in the car and the five million dollars yes because now the three of them are stranded yeah how are they gonna get anywhere yeah and she's like he can't go off on his own it's dangerous he's gonna die yeah he's just one man uh so then now we cut to Vince on the phone, on the car phone, remember? There's no cell phones in this time. Yes. He's telling Beetroot that he's on the way, and Beetroot happens to be in the same room as as Webster now. I guess he flew over instead of driving because he didn't have the stolen car. <laughs> so then Webster's- Car's missing. Right. <laughs> so then Webster's like, oh man, I get why you don't want to do business with me. Your guy's already on the way. I get it. So then uh, we just established that he's there and like knows the deal. Yeah. So then we cut back to Julius the next day. He's boarding a plane, and he's telling the sisters that Vince is in his head, so we'll have no problem finding him, not to worry about me at all so then we see that julius now is in houston i assume yes yeah, in he, some some city he takes a plane to texas and i'm like i guess the girls are just staying wherever the fuck they are right yeah like, did we go back or no we still fuck in them Mexico? yeah we don't care about them anymore <laughs> what's going on yeah <laughs> so <laughs> it's funny because now julius is walking around town and you can see him like he ha- almost like a radar and he like you see his head go like left now i'm gonna go right yeah now i'm gonna go straight nope i'm gonna go back left like like he feels that vince is in that direction so he goes that way yes and we just keep cutting between Vincent and Julius just doing stuff. Julius ends up stealing a car. Julius. It's been spending too much time with Vince. Yeah, right? A Terrible. bad influence. Horrible influence. Too bad. <laughs> so then now we get another montage of them both driving somewhere but separately. Yes. And now Vince finally pulls into some garage. He gets out and he meets these two dudes with guns. And he's like, whoa, I mean, I'm unarmed. Like, you can check me. They check him. And then they yeah. condescend him. Mr. Beetroot is one of them. Yes. Yeah. Although I feel like it wasn't. I feel like it was just like some dude who was like just playing around to be a beetroot, you know, like just the intimidation game. Oh, I wasn't sure. I, that's what I thought it was. Oh. Because I feel like I feel like if I'm the one managing a $5 million deal, I'm not going to be the one to meet you. I'm sending a person to go meet you. Yeah, I wouldn't either. You know? <laughs> but uh, so they pat him down and they kind of send him about like, oh, you don't even know what you're delivering. You don't yeah. even know what this is worth. <laughs> you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> so then, because, you know, bad guys can't go a single day without telling people their plans. Yes. So they're like, this is a jet engine, rocket fuel, and it is ahead of the game, and we want to be ahead of the curve. Wah. So that's what happens, basically. Yeah. So then they exchange the, the $5 million cash, which I didn't know it was going to be cash. Damn, Yeah. So that, that's in a whole suitcase. Uh, Vince takes it, and then he's about to leave, but then the guys take the car, so now Vince is stranded. So now the first thing that Vince is going to buy is a taxi. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Not what you expect out of your first five million. But it makes sense now. <laughs> yeah. We hear two loud bangs and see the car come back and crash. Yes. This, like, totally ruins his celebration. Yeah, absolutely. Vincent looks around for a shooter and tries to run, and the bad guy, Webster, is on top of a roof with a gun blasting away. Tell me why this man runs into an open lot <laughs> with no cover. You don't know where these shots are coming from, so you're going to go out in the open field? 
Yeah, and he's a slow runner, too. It, his little legs can't take him anywhere. <laughs> What's he going to do? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. What an idiot. Julius arrives, and Vincent finds his way into tunnel areas to run yeah. through. Yeah. How do you even get inside? I have no idea. Eventually, the bad guy spots him and takes aim, because I guess the bad guy also went down into tunnels. Sure. <laughs> Julius luckily shows up to fuck up his shot. Yes. And while running, Vincent keeps stopping, and he's like, my twin senses. He's like, Julius. Uh, Julius. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so then he has a moral moment and he turns around to get Julius. Yay. What love the character development. Yeah. So now Julius is with Webster. He's got his hands up and he's unarmed, blah, 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 talking all that. And then Vince comes out and he's like, all right, buddy, here's your money. You wanted your money. Now take it. Like me and Julius have to go. And then he's like to Julius, I am never going to forgive you for this. <laughs> I feel like if it were me and you, would you ever forgive me for that? Yeah. At some point, I, I would definitely forgive you for that. I would. Yeah. I'd be like, man, she came to save me. I thought I would start crying. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, she came to save me. So then so then they prove that the money's in the case because Webster says like, it's a suitcase. Show me the money. So then he, they do that. They establish that it's all there. In case like Vince took a little pile. Right. Yeah. Talking. And then Vince is all like, Julius, I was halfway to Brazil. Why did you come here? <laughs> and then uh, he's like, now I have a conscience because of you. And now I'm all like moral because of you. you ruined my life, man. Yeah, they're like arguing with each other while this man has them at gunpoint. Yeah, they're first picker, though. <laughs> so cute. It's so good. So then Webster's like, can you guys shut up? Like, hello? Yeah. <laughs> and then he gives the same thing. Like, you guys have seen my face. It's time to die now. So then they put their hands up. And then Julius sees that Webster's standing under like this big thing of chains. To stall, he says, oh, you've forgotten the third rule in a crisis situation and then everybody's like what yeah so then he looks to vince and he's like the third rule and he's like hinting to this lever next to vince so then vince is like oh right the third rule yes so then he pulls a lever almost i want to say the entire supply of chains in 1988 falls on him <laughs> there's so much there's so, it there's falls so for so long it's like it's like a whole two minutes of just yeah. chains falling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so then, yeah, the first thing bonks him on the head, and then you think that that's it, and then just keep two going. minutes later, yeah. Yeah, they're just standing next to it. It's a, a the pile is taller than Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and our bros end up hugging it out. Julius wants to give the money back, and Vincent wants to keep it, but they end up doing the right thing. Right, it sucks. And also, luckily, the the entire pile of chains doesn't fall in the briefcase of money yes luckily <laughs> but you're right yes like the character development yeah because um because vince is like all right fine we'll give the money back because we're family can i at least keep one little stack right i would <laughs> yeah right or i would give it back and be like so since i gave it back can i like have something from it yeah just a little bit something one of the women from earlier from marianne's office yes is looking at a newspaper clipping that shows the twins returned a stolen engine and calls marianne over to look at it she's like they're not real estate agents uh marianne <laughs> they're heroes and their picture in the thing has them with a check. So at least they got some reward money. Yeah, that's, that's good. Nice. I'm glad for them. Yeah. Marianne goes to the professor at the genetics lab. She confronts him for lying to her and knocks him out. She decks him in the face. Good. Good for her. Yeah. She deserves it. <laughs> so then we cut to Vince on his knees apologizing to Linda. She gets home from wherever she is. Yeah. And he's asking for a second chance, even though he knows he doesn't deserve it. And she's mad and says he doesn't, which finally she's right. Yeah. She opens her door apartments filled to the brim with flowers and he comes in like crawling on his knees yes and she's like oh my god i forgive you i love this <laughs> i wouldn't i get a grand gesture but you ditched me in a state that i don't know yeah and then you call me a gold digger <laughs> it would take I, I think it would take something more than that after she's given him money baked a cake yeah overlooked his cheating 
refused to live let me live with him yeah she didn't even say like back to that conversation she's like not in a way that i want to marry you or like that i want to keep eyes on you i just think it would be nice to live with you yeah after all that and ditching me again i wouldn't i would i mean i would take that as a first step that oh. you are aware that you messed up also you personally you're allergic yes me personally yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so let's replace the flowers with something else that i appreciate <laughs> i still would be like i wouldn't you know i would i would be like all right cool now you're on probation yeah i wouldn't immediately forgive yeah you know like you gotta work for this Sorry, yeah bud. exactly <laughs> it's in the right step yeah but it's not a hundred percent so now we're at Vincent's office. It's all fixed up. Yes. And Julius is now working with him. And we learn that from their reward money and paying off debts, they have 12000 left. Yes. They were rewarded fifty grand. And now they have twelve left. And Vincent's like, damn, those millions. The millions. Uh, millions and millions. Marianne shows up to their office. She apologizes and said she didn't know. She didn't believe their story. They are dumbstruck. Yeah. They're just staring at her in awe. And after a bit, they run up and hug her. Cute. So cute. Vince looks like he's about to have a heart attack staring at her, though. And he's like, oh, Mama? <laughs> yeah. It was a big moment. Super big. Then we cut to a fair, I guess, sometime later. Yeah. Linda, Marnie, Marianne, and the guy who raised Julius are all together. And Julius and Vincent come over. And then the camera pans down and we see they both have strollers with twins in them. Wild. That's a lot. That's, That's a lot of too babies. Many babies. That's so many babies. That's crazy. And then the movie ends. <laughs> yes. And it. I don't know if you stayed because I know you were tired, but there is an original song for the credits about twins. <laughs> and it's like, what's better than having a twin? It's just very, it's like 80s poppy. It's not anything like how I just sang it. Yeah. Um, but it's a jam. I, I listened to it, but I like did not pay attention. It was so all. good. It was so, it was classic 80s pop. So I fun. like to think that it was written just for this movie. It's gotta be. I, it has to be. No one was like unironically blasting this. Like, I love my twin. Let me write a full song about it. Yeah. Yeah. What did you think about this movie? I thought it was so fun. It was so fun. I it's thought it was. very silly. It was a great 80s movie. You yeah. know, sloppy plot, goofy jokes, amazing yeah. end credit song. <laughs> you know, just also just like feel good yes it was fun yeah what a good time <laughs> i'm so glad that we willed this into our existence me too i'm excited for like <laughs> the next crazy 80s movie yeah we, ha- we have taken a break from our 80s movie haven't we yeah wait did we yes because mars attacks was 90s oh man you know, we'll just, we'll weave them back in. Yes, we have to. I like that we go in between all the decades. You got to do some more recent, some really old, some, you know? Yeah. That's it, I guess. Yeah. What a, I think everybody needs to watch this movie just for a fun time, you know? It's just fun. It's Even just if fun... you just need background noise, it's fun background noise. Yeah, it's just a silly movie. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, was he the governor of California? Yes. What a great actor, that guy. Who would have thought? <laughs> he does more than action. Amazing. He has the range. So much range. Well, thanks for listening. Thank you. Tell your friends to listen to us. We are late to the party on any streaming platform you can find. We are at Chowdy Media on all the social media platforms. Yes. And you can call Jessica Damari to compose your theme song because she composed ours. Yeah. And on that note, bye. bye.